0: I want you to know that I am the only me Hello and welcome to the Daily Gopher Podcast. My name is U Street, and this week I am joined by Andy, Gopher GuyO5.
1: Hello everyone.
0: And Blake, Iowa Gopher, or just Blake now. Happy to be here. Uh, we are all very happy that you have joined us. Uh, we're also personally quite happy because uh, while the COVID hellscape that we live in is uh, hitting every aspect of the United States, including the NFL, some games are still playing. One of them right now involves Tyler Johnson. And Blake, I hear he's uh, he's doing things.
2: Yeah, I think he's, as of this recording, I believe he has four receptions for about 62 yards. Um, Looking pretty good, and I think it's only in mid-second quarter, so he's got a possibly big night ahead of him.
0: It is almost as if Tyler Johnson is a good wide receiver. This week, uh, we're going to begin, or continue, I suppose, previewing the University of Minnesota football team, which, uh, as my previous podcasts have indicated, I am uh, surprised is playing, but we are excited for that. We're going to look at the defense this week. Uh, Generally, there's a lot of open questions on the defense because also Tyler Johnson's teammate in the NFL, Antoine Winfield, is gone, among others, making waves. So Blake, how about just sort of explaining the general overview of what Minnesota has to replace for this season?
2: You know, quite a bit. Uh, You mentioned Antoine Winfield Jr. Um, Also in the secondary uh, slot corner, Chris Williamson uh, graduated. I believe he was drafted by the Giants, but I don't think he's stuck with them. Um, also, uh, the defense, three-fourths of the defensive line is gone. That includes Carter Coughlin, who is also with the Giants. Uh, Winston DeLado-Boudier and Sam Renner. And then at linebacker, uh, you've got Thomas Barber, three-year starter, is also gone. And Kamal Martin, who I believe would have been starting for the Packers um, for the season opener, but I believe he hurt, got hurt preseason, but I think he will be another go for contributing to an NFL team soon here in the near future. So uh, quite a bit of losses, so some good talent coming back, but it's going to be a bit of a new look defense this year for Joe Rossi. who will be in his uh, second full season as defensive coordinator.
0: Andy, given Blake's explanation of the number of starters that the University of Minnesota has to replace on defense, how confident are you in this coaching staff's ability to coach up new talent?
1: Yeah, I think that'll be something to see. I think, uh, you know, Joe Rossi has shown a a good ability to to get the best out of his players since he stepped in a season and a half ago. Um, Admittedly, he's been pretty much dealt with what he's had. You know, Minnesota didn't have too many defensive losses uh, going from... 2018 to 2019 and and so uh this will be his first big task uh you know i think i think pj fleck and and rossi and company have recruited fairly well so they've got some talented guys who are ready to step up and 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 evolve into their roles um but, you know, until we actually see them on the field here in a couple of weeks, all we can go by is, is uh, everything that, uh, you know, everybody's talking about him in, in confidence and in practice and things like that. So hopefully Joe Rossi has uh, his defense ready to go. And, um, you know, I, I feel fairly confident that uh, they're going to be able to uh, be a pretty good defense once again.
0: Last season, as Blake mentioned, the linebackers were a source of strength. And depending on how you view Carter Coughlin, two of the linebackers were drafted, along with uh, the slack corner and Chris Williamson, who's a sort of essential part of this defense. And of course, Antoine Winfield, who uh, I'm led to believe from my friends who follow the NFL is currently a shoe in for rookie of the year. So Blake, what kind of what defensive position group upcoming are you actually the most confident in? We had losses everywhere. We had keep players gone, but we do have new talent. Where should fans be excited?
2: Yeah, I mean, you mentioned and you make a good point. Every every position group saw a loss this offseason, so it's kind of a mixed bag. But, I mean, just looking at the the projected starters for this team, I think you have to go with the secondary just because they return, two, in my opinion, two of the best cornerbacks in the Big Ten and Benjamin St. Just and Coney Durr. Coney Durr will be a fifth-year senior this year and Benjamin St. Just. Um, in his second year after grad transferring from Michigan, and just two phenomenal corners, great in coverage. Um, I think Joe Rossi has shown that he can trust him in man coverage, and they could, they've they held up well, and I believe last year they were actually a top 10 um, passing defense. Obviously a big part of that was Antoine Winfield Jr. and Chris Williamson, and those two leave pretty big shoes to fill, but um, you've also got Jordan Howard at, at safety, and I think the expected starter to replace Antoine Winfield is uh, sophomore Tyler Newbin who's saw a little bit of limited playing time last year um, as a true freshman but uh, I don't think he'll be expected to step in and, and replace Winfield's production. I think you'll if anything see Jordan Howden um, get some more responsibilities at safety and just take a little bit more of a leadership role in that secondary. Um, I do have concerns about the slot corner position which is kind of a hybrid role you know he's kind of a linebacker kind of defensive back sometimes pass rusher it's kind of a a jack of all trades. And there's a couple of guys like Justice Harris and Solomon Brown and Jalen Glaze that are competing for that role, but there's no real clear heir apparent. Um, I know Justice Harris is a senior, but he's the guy that, you know, in his four years here hasn't really um, contributed much in, meaning, in terms of meaningful snaps. So there's just kind of a great unknown. But um, I think with what you've got at corners and Jordan Howden and safety, this to me is the, the group that I think has the most proven experience and is probably the, the biggest commodity on the defense at this point.
0: Andy, Blake talked a lot about the secondary, but for you, is there a different position group that you think that uh, fans should be quite confident in?
1: You know, I mean, I, I, I definitely think the secondary is probably going to be the strength of this defense, but I think the linebackers might surprise. I mean, uh, from what we've seen from Mariano sorry, Marin he, he's a very uh, agile, quick linebacker, uh, played pretty well in spots where he had to step in for kamal martin last year um you know i think it's going to be interesting to see the the battle between uh james gordon uh who who sounds like he may have as a i guess he's technically a redshirt freshman still even though after after several years uh i guess it's technically only two years but it feels like he's been here for more than that but um i, I think he's going to I think he's going to have a good chance to win the other linebacker spot and from everything we've heard about him he's just an athletic freak um and should be able to to step in and play uh right away fairly impressively um you know you've got you've got Josh Own who's uh on excuse me um who's looked well both playing sort of a, a safety uh linebacker hybrid so I think he'll get some more time this year but um, you know Obviously, they miss uh, Braylon Oliver, who, who suffered a knee injury in, in spring practice or spring workouts before everything got shut down. Um, but I do think the linebackers will be, uh, you know, not, not necessarily the weakest link on this team.
0: There, of course, uh, we identified that the secondary might be a source of strength. Linebacker's pretty good. Uh, I guess by process of elimination, Blake, are you most, in fact, concerned about the defensive line?
2: I actually, I'm going to disagree with Andy. I actually feel pretty good about the defensive line. I know they lose um, Carter Coughlin and Winston dallade at defensive end. and Those were two. I think Dallade-Badier is a two-year starter. Coughlin's been playing regularly since he was a freshman. Um, but I do think like they've got Boyd Moffitt coming up at rush end. He's an athletic freak. He's going to be, I think, possibly, I think he has a higher ceiling than even Coughlin did. Um, you've got uh, Aziz Otemayo coming up behind, behind Woodsdale out of Boudier, and then also Keontae Shad at defensive tackle, who was in the regular rotation last year and uh, made quite an impression when he did see the field. Um, I, to me, the most the most concerning position is linebacker. Still, I'm going to disagree with Andy because um, I think you know they run a, a base four-two-five. Occasionally, they run a four-three, but really, they you need at least two linebackers. And I think Mariana Mariana Sori Marin will be pretty good. Um, he's just very lonesome in that group in terms of experience, and even if you lump in, you know, that slot corner position, which is kind of a third linebacker, um, that's there's also no clear, um, as I mentioned in the secondary, there's no clear replacement for Chris Williamson there yet. Um, so there's just a ton of uncertainty there, and I think we saw early last season, you know, against South Dakota State, um, when Kamal Martin was out, and there's just Thomas Barber, they relied heavily on. Marion, sorry, Marion, who's a sophomore, Braylon Oliver, who's a freshman, and Thomas Rush, who I believe was a sophomore, and you kind of saw in that game that there's just a lot of growing pains for young linebackers, no matter no matter how talented they are, and so just the lack of um, certainty at that second level of the defense, I think, is of a great concern to me. And even looking at just to Michigan, that's a team that runs um, like Minnesota a lot of RPO plays, and that's going to put a lot of pressure on those young linebackers to know their assignments, and you know not get fooled on the play action and um so yeah that I think that first game will be a big test for that linebacker core and you know there's just no non-conference slate for them to um kind of get a feel for things and work out the kinks so it's just going to be trial by fire for the, that, those eight nine games um so I, I have a lot of uh reservations
1: about that that linebacker core
0: andy blake appears to be calling you a liar your response
1: no, I mean, I, I think that's some of the questions. Is is I mean, we have a lot of uh, really, you know, like like I was talking about Gordon. He he's got the athleticism, but can he figure out how to how to deal with coverages and things like that? And that's definitely an open question. That's something I'm going to wait to see with the D line as well, because you know, I've, everybody's been hyping Boye Mafe for the last two years, saying he's an absolute freak an absolute freak. I sure hope that he can live up to the hype because I'm I'm a little worried that, you know, they were hyping him last year. And granted obviously he wasn't playing nearly as much, but um, you know, I, I guess I didn't see personally that that, you know, jump, that click, that awesome pass rush that everybody was hyping on. I hope I hope he's worked on it and I hope he really does impress. But, you know, between between that and Otomeo, you know, I, I think they've got a lot of uh, a lot of ground to pick up uh jumping in here now as juniors to be able to play. And in the middle, I think they're they're solid up the middle, but I wouldn't be I'm not impressed, you know, between between Shad and between um I'm completely blanking on the Notre Dame. Mike could, do Treadway try right to thank you between hit those two and then whether you go down to uh, Cheney and ortigue some of those other guys who are kind of come in after that you know I think there's a lot of untested guys that are gonna have to you know age up real fast as, as Blake was saying that Michigan game right off the bat uh, Michigan also has a powerful running game and so stopping the run is gonna be huge week one and I think they're going to have to impress and show they can shed some blocks so that they can give that, that linebacker core a little bit of help. Um, you know, if, they're, if they're Michigan can get to the second level with no problem, you know, every single rushing play, um, then the Gophers are going to have a little bit more trouble than we might hope, you know, right away.
2: I'll I'll concede that there is a lot of uncertainty on the defensive line in terms of proven experience, but I think the reason I'm more excited than nervous is, one, there's the new defensive line coach, which is just like a revolving door at this point in Minnesota. I think Chad Wilt is their fourth or even fifth defensive line coach, but uh, he comes highly recommended out of Cincinnati. I believe was his spot last year, and he's just one of those high-motor, high-energy coaches and sounds like the players have responded really well to him. And defensive line, too, has been the position group that, I think Fleck and company have hit the hardest on the recruiting show the last couple of years. I mean, they've loaded up on athletic, talented defensive ends and defensive tackles. So it's just a group that I'm excited to um, see what they can do at this point. Because I think for the last couple of years, you years, know, not to knock on Coughlin and Dale Badir, but it's just been kind of the same guys, the usual suspects the last couple of years. So I'm just excited to see some fresh blood get in the door. And, you know, it is very possible they may not be – as good even as good as last year's group was in terms of production but uh, I'm just that's the group I'm just excited to finally see in action because it's just a lot of guys you've just been hearing a lot about from camps and recruiting scouting reports so I'm just looking forward to finally seeing them in action and seeing what the new defensive line coach can do with that talent
0: the great thing about the off season is that every player has improved dramatically and has gotten better, and there's been no regression whatsoever, so it will be exciting when the Gophers finally start to see whether or not, um, if any of these positions are living up to the hype that have been put on them by coaching staffs. We, however, are all about hype as well, so Andy, who do you expect our breakout player on the defensive side of the ball to be?
1: You know, I'm going to cheat. I have two... Um... I'm going to stick with what I did last week when I was, you know, obviously talking about Brevin Stan Ford all the time in the offense. I've been hyping up James Gordon enough uh, today, so I'm going to have to stick with him for partially. But I think we're going to see Tyler Newbin step in in the secondary and really end up playing a, a fairly significant role in this defense by the time the end of the season comes along. Um, you know, I think everybody was really hyped up on his talent, and he spent uh, last year learning behind, between, behind Antoine Winfield and Jordan Howden. So I really think he's going to uh, step in and make uh, a significant impact in this gopher secondary this season.
0: How about you, Blake?
2: Um, you know, Tyler Newbin's an obvious pick. Um, you know, Andy mentioned James Gordon. Um, I think the guy, the guy that's obviously been getting a lot of hype this offseason, as you know, Andy already alluded to, is Boye Mafe at defensive end. He's just one of those guys that has just incredible physical tools, and you'd really love to see him just become a terror because Minnesota, if we're being honest, has really lacked that elite defensive end talent. I mean, Carter Coffin was probably the best defensive end they had this decade if not the 2000s um, and that's not great because considering he was a converted linebacker and that's and that's not a knock on cutter Coughlin it's just more of a knock on the, the talent they've recruited defensive end and developed there or lack of um, so I really think boy boy I' but I mean he's kind of the obvious choice with how much off hype he's getting so I think I'll go with Keontae shad at defensive tackle he was a highly sought after defensive tackle, junior college guy. Um, I think Oklahoma was after him hard. And last year, I think we all thought we were going to see a little bit more from him. But Sam Render turned out to be just a phenomenal defensive tackle. And he was a real force up the middle. But, you know, Shad still saw his snaps. And he made a pretty good impression when he did see the field. Um, he had a couple of really good games. And just a guy that just. Comes off the line of scrimmage so quickly, it's hard for the offensive line to get a hand on him. I'm pretty sure there was one play against Northwestern where he just literally stepped between two offensive linemen and brought down the running back in the backfield before he even got a chance to get ahead of steam. So um, I think I'm really excited to see what he can do on the defensive line. But yeah, again, that just goes back to how I feel about the defensive line as a whole. But I really think Mafe and Shad are two guys that could be difference makers uh, for this defense this season.
0: I have Longstanding he felt that Boyamafe was going to be a great player. I also hope to see, once again, Joe Rossi's decision to put four defensive ends uh, with their hands in the dirt on the defensive line, which was a package that came out relatively often uh, late in the season on third downs and or obvious passing situations. It was a formation that they used uh, very effectively to wreak havoc as well, uh, going back even to the Georgia Tech game but also uh, in the auburn in the auburn game as well. So it's something that I'm looking forward to. While he might be a great defensive end, he is also a phenomenal defensive tackle in those kinds of situations, which I think is really exciting. Beyond football, well, we're beginning uh, amazingly to start getting close to theoretically the beginning of winter sports, which because we are in Minnesota means we might have a hockey update.
1: Andy yeah, uh, in case anybody hasn't been reading our content on the blog, which we strongly encourage you to uh, to do that now that we're actually posting about real sports that are happening again. Hopefully some of you guys will, will come back and, and join us. Um, but, yeah, the Big Ten announced earlier this week, uh, Tuesday I believe, that the Big Ten hockey season will kick off on Friday the 13th, Friday, November 13th. Uh, all Big Ten teams will play a full, normal, uh, round-robin, double round robin home and away schedule so they'll play 24 regular season games and then the each team will play only four non-conference games but they will all be at home and all against arizona state uh the sun devils agreeing to a scheduling agreement with the big 10 this year um basically because they didn't have anybody else to play after or what everybody was canceling their non-conference games and things like that so um they'll play all the big 10 teams four times but they will not compete in the standings nor will they compete in the big 10 tournament um other news is the big 10 tournament is now back to just a three day in a row one weekend uh, affair rather than stretched over three separate weekends um, the Big Ten obviously doing that to have a little bit more flexibility in, in scheduling in case games need to get postponed, moved around, things like that. So, um, uh, yeah, Big Ten Hockey will be back here in, uh, just over a month, which is exciting. Um, obviously the, the other big sports news, uh, Gopher related, which we haven't really talked about much on the blog, uh, just because it's sort of as a, is a, uh, tough subject to talk about and whatever, um. By the time you hear this, which I assume will be Friday, uh, the University of Minnesota Board of Regents is expected to vote to uh, vote on Mark Coyle's plan to eliminate the men's track and field, men's gymnastics, men's tennis, and cross-country teams. Uh, there's been a lot of back and forth on this earlier this week. Uh, the men's track and field team basically came out and said, hey, we're already 50% of uh, the way to the endowed amount that you supposedly say you need, um, you know. So they're they're basically pleading for their lives. Uh, they've done some sit-in protests on campus, things like that. So um, we should have at least some sort of resolution uh, by the end of Friday on that. Whether those four sports will be officially. Uh, eliminated from the University of Minnesota at the end of this academic year, or whether the Board of Regents decides to try and find some other plan to go with.
0: Will be a fascinating vote and also a fascinating story which we do plan to devote some more time to as it unfolds on the blog along with a lot of fantastic football hockey basketball and all other gopher sports content as andy mentioned gopher sports are in fact returning so please make sure to check out the daily gopher as often as possible and with that go gophers row the boat skyuma